Gold down, silver up. Mr. Nick Hodge will tell you why. Bitcoin surging. Copper, eight-year highs. Pot stocks. We'll talk pot stocks. Oil, Tesla, hackers, cops, and privileged insurrectionists. All this week on episode 104 of Bizarro World, I am Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. Nick, how are you, sir? I'm doing really good, Gerardo. How's it going? Feeling the stimulation? Oh, I told you. It's uh, a taint-tickling kind of world out there. Everybody's accounts should be... um, Let's go with erect. Erect is right. By the way, I hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day on that note. Um, Listen, everything is awesome, right? Except for unemployment and COVID and impeachment trials and the state of our infrastructure globally and (laughs) the state of our Republic here in America. But other than that, everything is awesome. If you have access and exposure to financial assets, let's get right into it. Do you want to explain to everybody, Nick, why gold is down, but silver is up? Uh, You put me on the spot, but in in plain or the simplest terms, I would say because uh, gold is money and silver is a commodity and commodities are inflating. And so silver is inflating with commodities while gold is trading uh, inversely to rates, real rates, uh, bond rates, uh, yields that are inflating. And so um, the rates continue to inflate. They're high yield. Remember, Gerardo, they're over 1% now. And so um, that's essentially why, basically, um, and we'll see how long it can last outside of the silver squeeze, right? Where the Redditors were going to corner the market. That's that's really why. <laughs> that's exactly the answer I was looking for. And it really is as simple as that, folks. And anybody else that tells you anything else, um, it, frankly, is full of shit. Um, that's just the that, that it's as simple as that. Um, and, and so for those of you that are writing in, and I've had plenty of subscribers recently write in saying, hey, you know, is, is the gold bull market over? Was that it? Is it going to pull back now? Is Harry Dent going to be right after 127 years? Um, no, no. The bottom line is, look, the, the, the holy trinity of easy money, right? We talked about this last week. Um, Powell and Yellen and, and, you know, Biden and the stimulus and the relief that I joked about sooner or later. And, and, and I think we're coming up on that, on that moment at that moment, sooner or later, they're going to have to force the yield curve down and, and, and they will, and they'll be successful until they're not. But what that's going to lead to is the suppression of those real rates, at which point you're going to get that turn in gold that sends us to new all-time highs. And just like Nick and I were preaching to you about copper stocks and copper, and we have been for years, um, I am preaching to all of you right now that are listening, that are looking at the gold space and are bored. This is the time to be adding up robustly and aggressively on the better names and even some of the more speculative names. Um, You know, you want to talk copper stocks, you look at a company like Cucho Copper. Today, it closed at 64 cents. I think we talked about this last week and the week before um, when it was trading at 43 cents and a month ago when it was trading, you know, at 25 to 30 cents. And so... You know, this is a stock with a 52-week low of $0.05 and a 52-week high hit today, being Friday, of $0.64. That's good work if you can get it, and you could have got it for a long time. You had months and months and months to buy Cucho at a nickel, at $0.10, then at $0.15, then at $0.20. 
then at 25 and heck started this week, could have bought it at 45. Right. And so, you know, it's still got a lot of runway. What's different about Cucho is the project magically better. Um, are they on to a new discovery? No, they have added to the resource estimate. Um, they improve the confidence of some of the tonnage there. Um, but overall it's the same project. It's just a better, more eager market. And it doesn't hurt obviously that copper is, you know, at eight year highs, right? It hit 378 today. And so if you don't see inflation out there, if you don't understand why gold is trading sideways to down and you don't understand why silver is going up, we just told you we're trying to be helpful. We're trying to give you your money's worth. It's a free podcast. Money back guaranteed. Bitcoin. Um, same goes hold for on, Bitcoin. Any- hold on, oh. on the copper. Um, I mean, you know, uh, how many times have we mentioned that copper is going up on this uh, podcast as it went to, you know, $3 and 325 and 350 and now 375 which changes uh, the economics and obviously um, unlocks some of that sensitivity for projects like Kucho, which you were mentioning. And also, um, not only have we mentioned copper going up uh, for months and months and months, but we've mentioned uh, bigger stocks like like Rio Tinto, for example, and have uh, written about them at uh, Daily Profit Cycle. And so um, one of our goals and, and intentions is to get ahead of those trends or ahead of those cycles, right? And it was easy to see uh, copper inflating, not only for the monetarily induced reasons, but um, for the for the real reason that uh, you need copper for this next round of infrastructure products, projects that are going to unfold globally. And you need the next round of uh, copper projects to become economic. And that requires a, a higher copper price. Right. And so um, who was out this week de- declaring that there's a new uh, super cycle in commodities was J.P. Morgan. And so <laughs> you, you have you have to think about that when uh, two little guys in Spokane and Austin have been telling you for months and months and months and, and others as well. But, um, you know, these Wall Street analysts and Wall Street banks, I don't think have their eye on the ball sometimes. And um, you have a chance to get in uh, earlier if you do your own due diligence. And um, I don't know. It, follow guidance of, of, of people who aren't in that entranced in that echo chamber of, of Wall Street. Absolutely. And and to that end, I mean, frankly, you and I, Nick, have articles dating back to 2016, at least, talking about the next great infrastructure boom and build out and why copper was headed higher. And, you know, I, I, I joke all the time, but it's true. I'm notoriously early on stuff. It's just, it, it, it was simple. It's simple as all day. And again, while everybody was was writing in and upset with the bear market, I was busy loading up, as were you, um, on, on quality names. And, and I hate having to repeat myself. I sound like a broken record, but that's where I've made the bulk of my money really is buying when no one is looking. I mean, that's how you do it. That's true contrarian stuff. And so, you know, I don't even think it's much of a contrarian uh, take to be buying gold stocks right now. It's one of the most obvious, obvious buys if... You can look past a day or a week or maybe even, you know, God forbid, a month and a half of, 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 of further consolidation. If you can get past that and you have a timeline that is in, in years, you're going to do phenomenally well if you just do a small amount of due diligence. And so, so I, talk, mm-hmm. I talk about the guy who, um, you know, trades in copper at the scrapyard, right? We all know mm-hmm. uh, th- that guy in our town. And so... Um, you can get like ahead of that guy. I still talk about trends and themes because mm. 
you can you can take what's going on in the real world and you can profit from it in your in your personal account or in your in your stock account right by um, executing on strategies that um, either harness those gains or harness those trends or harness that inflation that you see right so instead of um, having to be the guy who trades in the copper for deflating or devaluing dollars you need to be the guy or gal um, who is trading those dollars in for the assets that are inflating I hope that makes sense it's the inverse right it's um, it's a two America thing it's a two class thing like you said at the beginning of the podcast it's um, all good if you have access to capital and are able to uh, buy the assets that are going in the in the right direction and right you want to be the guy that um, owns shares in the copper assets that are that are inflating and then selling them to the crowd when they come running, not the guy that's scrounging for copper to trade into the copyright. And the same can be said of um, like PGMs, for example, well, platinum group metals. We see palladium this, this week at over $2,300 an ounce and you're going to see stories. In fact, I did see stories this week of, you know, what am I going to say, right? Uh, an increase in catalytic converter thefts. And it's the same exact thing, right? And so... Um, just a different way to think about it. Absolutely. And, and one more thing. Sorry, yeah. I got to. No, no, no. Going. I love this. this is and, great. And, and it's not. It's not just the monetary thing, the the inflation, the deflation. But then there's real world themes that are behind it, like the infrastructure for the copper and the well, the catalytic converters for the PGMs, but also like the hydrogen is the developing narrative, right? Like you gotta um, use electrolysis to. Uh, I guess, catalyze the hydrogen and there's a dirty way to do it and a clean way to do it, right? With fossil fuels or uh, a cleaner way and the cleaner way in view involves uh, uh, PGMs just like uh, a catalytic converter involves PGM. And so there's real world uh, clean tech trends behind that stuff as well. Wait until Nick tells you all about, what is it, Nick? Virtual energy? Virtual power plants. Oh, you done with VPP? You guys are going to pay for that one, though. That one's not going to be free. I guarantee you that much. <laughs> you talked about the two Americas. You talked about, you know, the the the, the, the way of the, the current state of the market and the way of the world right now. And I think, you know, getting into Bitcoin is, is, is I think that's a perfect segue for the conversation on Bitcoin. You're going to be one of two people, whether it comes to copper or gold or quality juniors or, you know, PGMs like you're either going to be the Mr. Rubini who is just furious that, you know, <laughs> his bear case for Bitcoin, which is it's going to zero is this or, or you're going to be Harry Dent, right? His base case for the stock market is at any moment you can lose 50 percent. And he's been saying this since it was like at six thousand or what have you. Um, you're either going to be that guy or you're going to listen to the numbers and the data and just profit off of it. I I personally don't care if copper goes to $5 a pound or pulls back to two. I'm just looking at the data, analyzing the information, looking at the quality names that give me the type of leverage and exposure that I'm comfortable with as a speculator and placing my bet with my dollars, right? And voting with my dollars. I encourage all of you to quit investing and speculating based on narratives because it is a great way to lose a lot of money and not just the money you may lose in your personal account, but the money you don't make that, you know, I described it to subscribers earlier today as, you know, picking ducks off when nobody's looking. Um, it's the easiest time to do. And so, um, yeah, pay attention. Bitcoin, it's uh, 48,000. Um, well, a lot of calls for a hundred thousand now. I remember 
when it was 5,000 and you said that looked like a pretty clear bottom, Nick, um, you know, 100,000 seemed really pre preposterous back then. Not so much now. You're talking about a double, woohoo, double, whatever. Cucho Copper just tripled in a month, right? Yeah, and we know that the cryptos are uh, volatile anyway, and so it could correct at 20 or 25 percent and then, um, you know, uh, retraced uh, where it's at, 47, 48 grand, and then double from there. Uh, of course, and I'll uh, reiterate that you can buy it fractionally, which has a lot of people, including the uh, lady we talked about last week on the podcast that cut my hair, uh, highly involved in it. And so, um, yeah, it's like the democratization of uh, money. And uh, I won't get off on a tangent there, but I did want to mention something else about the narratives. And you talked about Rubini and Denton. I see you put it next to uh, someone else there that I wanted to talk about. And um, I just wonder what the aliens want. Do they, when they come, are, are they going to want the Bitcoin? Are they going to want the copper? Are they going to want the dollars? How do how do we know the aliens don't want the Dogecoin, Gerardo? And so you know what I think they want. I, was, I think they want Trump to get his Twitter back. <laughs> they say it's permanent. That's what the Twitter guy said. That's what I think the aliens want. I think they're bored. The Hey, TWTR, here's your free podcast tip of the week. You should check out that stock gapped up higher and is rocketing up, man. Take take a look at Twitter stock. Um, but back to what I was saying, I was I was scrolling through Twitter the this past weekend and, um, you know, Peter Schiff has been going off and Peter Schiff has been getting abuse for being an incessant uh, gold <laughs> bug and not um, accepting uh, the rise of Bitcoin and Max Kaiser's been all over him and it's just been fun to watch because he's so adamant he can't change his narrative. He can't admit that he was wrong or he can't admit that gold can, in fact, pull back or he can't admit that whatever, you know, they, Bitcoin can go up simultaneously. And so I'm scrolling and he's making a case in a tweet about how um, if alien when when if aliens come or when aliens come, I forget what he said, they're, they're going to want to uh trade in gold they're not going to want the the cryptocurrencies and um so mr schiff needs to go extraterrestrial and presume to know what the extraterrestrial life wants to trade in to make his bull case for gold and i about fell out of my rocker i mean it was just funny i mean it's just funny <laughs> Listen, everyone, you're either you do what you want with your dollars, right? It's like your sex life. I, I have no, you know, no dog in the race, um, no skin in the game, pun intended. Um, you do whatever you want with that. It's 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 yours as long as it's consensual. Right. Um, but look, you're either going to take advantage of the manipulation and the counterfeiting of our currency um, or or you're not. And whichever side you want to be on. That's fine, but you should at the very least, as always, with everything, be accountable. We've talked about accountability a lot on this podcast, and you know that includes your financial life. And so, you know, when I when I when I see the Harry Dents and I see Mr. Rubini, they just sound like bitter old men that missed the wave and weren't able to replace it with anything of substance. And you know, at the very least, contribute an idea that's profitable, right? I get stuff wrong. We'll continue to get stuff wrong. It's the nature nature of the beast. But contribute. 
and and again, this is societally as well. This isn't just about making money. It's uh, you know, we could sit here and 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 be be mad at Antifa and be mad at the Proud Boys and be mad at you know the insurrectionists and be mad at Black Lives Matter, whatever you're mad at, right? That's all fine and dandy. You can have that opinion, but contribute something. Be a better neighbor. Be a better citizen. Give to your you know local community. Um, be helpful. And, and if we all did that, we'd all be better off. And that includes, you know, the resource space and the financial sector. If you don't have anything to contribute and all you want to do is just take the other side of everything, you know, you're kind of like a, a it, it's, you know, and I'm not saying this about Mr. Schiff specifically, but, or, or Mr. Rubini or Mr. Dent, but you're just wasting people's air and there's better things to do with your life than just be worried about everyone else and what they're doing wrong and, Anyway, that's my rant about contributing. Yeah, you don't have to take it personally. You know, you can have a little bit of gold and a little bit of Bitcoin and a little bit of silver, uh, and you can offer the aliens a smorgasbord of money and currency options. Some people like having all three, Nick. Hey, no skin in the game. Uh, let's talk accountability some more. I thought I was done with my rant, but then I remembered. Um, do you remember a few months ago when the Buffalo Police Department um, walked up to an elderly, I believe he was 76-year-old man, and he had his hands up and he had his phone out and he pushed or, or he, he, was, he was recording the officers and he was there for a Black Lives Matter protest, a white Caucasian elderly citizen just supporting, you know, the the the, the cause, uh, wanting racial justice for everyone. And, you know, he was received by being pushed down, hit his head, started bleeding. And if people, cops just kept walking past him like nothing had happened. Right. Do you remember that case? I absolutely remember it. I remember the video vividly. And I also remember, correct me if I'm wrong, that they were threatening to um <clears throat> walk off the job if there was going to be disciplinary action taken at the time. But that's as much as I remember. So the, the, those officers were charged, um, or let me take that back. Those officers were disciplined. <laughs> they were disciplined by being suspended with pay. Okay. Since last June. And the case was presented to a grand jury. The proceedings we're not open to the public and are sealed. And just this week, we find out that after eight months of waiting to see what the discipline for these officers was going to be, what charges was it, you know, to me, it's clearly assault because I can tell you this much. If I walk up to Mr. Police officer and throw his ass on the ground and his head bounces off the concrete and me and, you know, 50 of my friends continue to walk on by without lending a helping hand. And there was one officer that helped. He was actually a military gentleman uh, with the National Guard, if I'm not mistaken, that helped. The officers did not. If I did that to an officer, you know, you know where I'm going? I'm going to prison and I'm going to prison for assault, aggravated assault, which carries a term of five to 20 years in America, everybody. Well, they send the charges to they send the case to the grand jury and the grand jury in a secret in, uh, indictment proceeding chose to not press charges. This is a 76-year-old Caucasian man with his hands up, everyone. How do you think the rest of the public is treated? 
And then and, and yeah. you see how they unite behind them, right? Right. And 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 this is why this is why officers, the bad apples, right, <laughs> continue to do this because there is no accountability. There is no accountability. You just change the rules. If we're going to play a game, and and I'm in charge of the rules, and I don't have a conscience or a moral compass, it's easy to win, right? And so that's what's happening here. Look, the, the, these proceedings weren't made public. Um, they're not unsealing what what was presented, how the evidence was presented, what the grand jury was instructed. We won't know any of that. We just know that whatever they presented, 12 people saw that footage and decided that they did nothing wrong. And so again, I challenge anyone who's listening to this and saying, you know, oh, there goes Gerardo again, getting on the bad cop thing. You go try it. You go try it to a cop and see what happens to you and see if it's equal justice, right? Yeah. And, um, oh, what the hell was I going to say? Yeah. You see how they, uh, unite together to, uh, protect, uh, the bad apples, like you say. And so, um, it's, it, it's defunding the police is what I was going to talk about. It's not about defunding the police, right? Nobody needs to be defunded there. All that needs to be is accountability and transparency, right? That's There's it. no, um, you know, capital that has to be taken away, equipment, protective gear. Um, it's just accountability and transparency. And so, um, and even that is, is too little to ask for, right? And, um, and so you, you take it all the way back to, uh, well, let's just use George Floyd in, in this case. And, um, you know, what would have happened to that officer <laughs> or to that case if the Black Lives Matters protest, Black Lives Matter protest didn't erupt, right? The same thing. It gets swept, it gets swept under the rug and they protect their own. And so, um, that's why the response, the the protest response, is needed uh, and and justified, and um, you know, still a way to go. Obviously, absolutely. And on that front, talking about justice in America, right? Um, imagine Nick, if you were accused of multiple murders, <laughs> right? And there was footage of this, and there were witnesses everywhere, and you were arrested. And by the grace of the good Lord, a Christian organization, air quotes, put together a $2 million bail package for you because that's what God would want, right? And you would, obviously you would have the right to a trial. That's how we do things in America, rightfully so. Um, You're out on bail for murder, (laughs) right? And while you're out on bail, you are not only drinking beer as an 18-year-old kid um, with white supremacists, an extremist, um, but you're also missing for days on end. And by missing, I mean you just left from where you were supposed to be and the authorities could not find you. In America, typically, depending on who you are, you would have a SWAT team looking for you. I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers what happened to the Antifa guy from Washington State. Um, He was accused of killing someone. He wasn't arrested. Trump said he took care of it in 15 minutes. They went and lit his ass up. And by lit his ass up, everyone, I mean bullets. 
And, you know, miraculously, nobody had turned on their body camera. They say he had a gun. Witnesses say he didn't. We'll never know because, again, they, 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 they chose not to turn on their body camera. So we won't know. But I can tell you that gentleman wasn't afforded the luxury of a trial. He sure in hell wasn't afforded the luxury of being able to bail out. And he sure in the hell wasn't afforded the luxury of being out on bail, violating the terms of his bail condition. And then <laughs> the judge says, you know what? I'm not increasing the bail and I'm also not revoking um, his bail. You continue to be out there, Kyle. Kyle Rittenhouse. It's crazy. You know? Did you see the shirt he was wearing in the bar? Uh, yeah, yeah. His shirt said free as fuck. Again, America. Y'all go try it. Every You guys go try it. I mean. And legal, actually, to drink in the bar with uh, <laughs> a, a guardian at the age of 18 in Minnesota, which is something I learned this week. <laughs> It's a bizarro world, everybody. Did you, hey, hey, did you see the lady, the insurrectionist lady that got to go to Mexico while she waits for her trial? Ooh, is this the same white lady who they were <laughs> saying got like, quote unquote, mixed up in it or entangled in it or, you know, caught up in it? Um, and it was un, an unlikely person to get caught up in it. Is this the same person? Well, I, I don't know because they all say that they got caught up in it. They all say that you know, from what I've seen, the defense is going to be, and this is coming out of the accused's mouth. They've all said our president ordered us to go there. We were here at the behest of the president. We were here by invite. This is what we were told to do, which is ironic because simultaneously, and again, bizarro world, right? Simultaneously, there's an impeachment uh, trial um, in the midst, in the wings that 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 is being argued about right now. And the trial hinges on, you know, Mr. Trump's defense, which says that he did not incite the riots and the insurrection that happened in Capitol Hill. Meanwhile, all of his supporters are defending themselves by saying, uh, we're not guilty because he told us to do it. So I don't know how both things can be true. Uh, President Trump um, being not guilty of inciting the riot and these people being not guilty because they say that he told them to go. But it wouldn't surprise me if he's not impeached again. And it wouldn't surprise me if most of these people don't get off. I don't know what's going to happen with the individual cases. Um, I can tell you that even if he gets uh, impeached, he won't be found guilty. I think enough Republicans have said that they won't vote for it to uh, make it a reality. And so it's just short, sort of a, a sideshow at this point, right? Um, which is sad in one respect. We talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, and 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 uh, I had said as much, and you said it's important for the accountability, right, to, to see it through. And um, unfortunately, like you just put it in, in black and white, right? They're saying he told him to do it, and that's what the, the question, the impeachment about, but uh, it's just going to be a partisan vote, and so in those terms, it's a it's a non-starter, essentially. It's So I haven't even been paying attention for it because I know what the outcome is going to be. Yep. Yeah, and, and we haven't brought it up much on the podcast because because 
Because again, we know kind of the, the, the state of justice in America right now, that whole system, you know, it, it needs to get overhauled and it needs to be merit based and fair and accountable to everybody, not just, you know, people with money or people of privilege or people, you know, that have a, a, a skin color that is favorable to the judges and prosecutors. And in this case, obviously, we've talked about how, you know, the major institutions in this country were built by white males mostly. And so, of course, it's rigged for white males. But if we're going to have a country um, that is about accountability and a better country and a country that's that's good for everyone, and that needs to change. You know, I'll put the link up, but there was a public defender that tweeted, um, as a public defender, I represented a 16-year-old for whom I had to beg a judge for release with escorts and handcuffs to go to his dad's funeral. Meanwhile, someone accused of participating in the insurrection gets to go on a bonding retreat in Mexico. And I thought the tweet, it says two systems of justice. I thought the tweet really, really captured what's going on in America right now. And um, it's um, it's not sustainable, folks. Just like we told you a lot of this fourth turning stuff was coming down the pipe two years ago. And, you know, we told you a lot of other things that, that have come to pass. I'm telling you, this isn't sustainable. And this little quiet moment that we have post-insurrection, uh, I fear, I fear that that soon we're going to get another lighting of that match and lighting of that cocktail. And I think there's going to be, um, I think it's it's going to be another volatile year, unfortunately, in 2021. So I encourage all of you to prepare accordingly if you live in America, because I don't think it's all going to be rainbows and unicorns once we're all allowed free again. Bullets are still flying off the shelves. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, you know who else is um, looking to get in the Bitcoin and gold game? This was a story that that, that obviously got a lot of uh, attention this week and, and helped the Bitcoin price. But Tesla, Tesla changed its corporate charter to allow it to purchase not only Bitcoin, which apparently has already per- it's already purchased one and a half billion dollars worth, um, but also physical bullion and 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 some of the ETF products out there. And so. I think this is something that will continue to happen. We talked about a pension fund last year, an Ohio pension fund that, you know, rewrote its charter so that it was allowed um, to allocate some capital into the space. And and I think this is the 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 the, the start of what's going to be a big, big trend. You know, these um everything is awesome stocks in, in the major US indices. Sooner or later, sooner or later, someone will start getting nervous about having large allocations of capital um, for 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 lower and lower returns. And and you know, like 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 everything, there will be capital rotation. And man, when I look at undervalued and I look at sustainable trends and I look at you know near term, mid term, and long term, there's few sectors as undervalued as gold equities and, and resource equities. Um, and if you compare it to the major US indices, I mean, they are historically cheap and continue to be and have been for the past year and a half or so. And so um, that's the space I dabble in most. That's the space, you know, outside of real estate where where I've made the few pennies that I have to rub together. And so I'm talking my book, but again, uh, can't can't say it enough times, get in the game, everyone. Get in the game or just be accountable for not because these are very, very clear trends that 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 are going to accelerate more and more companies putting part of their balance sheet in uh cryptocurrencies and uh 
Christ, stable coins, which I was writing about <laughs> years ago, coins, and are about yeah. <laughs> linked to the dollar for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, but um, and then Tesla, I mean, Elon Musk doing what Elon Musk does. You know, I was also reading this week that uh, they make more money from uh, selling like essentially carbon credits offsets than they do from selling cars. And so, um, you know, uh, it's often been said that Tesla is not really a car company. They're not really cars anyway. They're computers on reels, right? Right. And so is it a tech company? Is it a, um, you know, AI company with the, the self-driving? Is it a battery company, right? With the Powerwall and the auto builder software that they have. And so, um, interesting move by Elon, but um, you wonder exactly how serious he is about it. Also, tweeting about the Dogecoin. <laughs> As he I let all, the dogs out, Jerry. he let the dogs out. Elon. <laughs> As I always joke, Elon is the most successful billionaire troll. Um, I think a lot of what he does is just really to get under people's skin. Unfortunately for people that bet against him, he is extremely successful at most of the endeavors that he chooses to allocate capital to. That is not a person that I personally would be betting against with any of my dollars. Um, you know, I, I fucking keep getting the same stupid email and I have for the last year and a half. Um, the death of Tesla Elon's in ruins. Um, Elon's gonna die. Um, where are you? Where the, the last days of Elon? It's it's been the same narrative. You know the Tesla killer, and every day Elon is dying, and and every day he's richer. <laughs> and so I, I I I you know I I don't get the um the polarization that 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 he incites, but it's fun as all hell to watch. Again, no no. No dog in the race. I'm just watching and enjoying the vehicles and loving, you know, his investment in Austin. He um, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast this past week. And, you know, he said, you know, everything he's looked at, he said, Austin will be the biggest boom town in America in the last 50 years. You know, he's like, there's a reason why all of us, you know, Rogan and Musk and Chappelle on occasion are out here in Austin relocating our businesses, you know, and that's because this is where the growth's going to happen. This is where capital comes to get treated best. And Rogan had a really good point that I really think speaks to what I hope is how politics evolves in this country. Rogan said the beauty about Austin is is it, it does have a liberal and progressive kind of leaning, but it leans that way when it comes to the arts and culture and music and comedy. And then it also has a good healthy dose of being surrounded by red cities and red government, red meaning Republican. And he said, it's the balance. It's the balance that makes Austin such a great place. Obviously, if we replace the politics of Austin with the politics that Mr. Newsom and, and several of his predecessors um, have instituted in California, then this won't be the same place. In 20 or 30 years, it won't be as desirable. So I hope that moving forward in the future, we can appreciate that the balance is necessary and 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 that it's productive. And I think Austin is a great example of that. And it's good times out here. I'll tell you that much. It's 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 a fun place to be. And that's me on my COVID restricted, you know, <laughs> sabbatical that I've been on for the past year or so. Not not really being out too much, but 
Yeah, no, no. I, a, a lot of interesting uh, dialogue in that podcast. I encourage you all to take a listen if you have a free three hours. <laughs> Do it a little bit at a time, obviously. Yeah, part of the turning is uh, geographic uh, relocation for the reasons that you mentioned. And um, like-minded individuals and cohorts find each other. And so um, it's no surprise that Austin is attracting the, the talent and the capital for the reasons that you mentioned at, at all. And I hope to make it back there sooner than later. A lot of like-minded people, Nick. That would be a hell of a name for a newsletter. It would be. It would be. <laughs> Tesla killer. Tesla killer would be a good subject line too. Elon's last days. <laughs> Did you see um, the Sports Illustrated model? She tricked me. No, I didn't. Valentina Sampaio. The first trans model. And I won't lie. Oh. I looked. I was like, hey, who's that? She's new. <laughs> and she was indeed new. <laughs> uh, is, it a, is it a senorita? Senorita. That's right, man. Um, you just made history. You know, in 2017, she was the first trans woman to appear on the cover of Vogue Paris. Two years later, she was the first openly transgender model to be hired by Victoria's Secret. And now the 23-year-old Valentina Sampaio continues to break barriers by being the first transgender woman to be featured in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. So congratulations to her. Um, congratulations to Sports Illustrated. But you got me. <laughs> that was a gotcha cover. <laughs> Happy Valentina Day. <laughs> Happy Valentina Day, indeed. <laughs> um, what else is going on in the world, Nick? What should we be looking at? We talk copper. Can we give the good people some good copper names? We told them about Cucho. You know what that's done. We talked about it. We told them about Aguila American Gold, I think, when it had pulled back to the 27 cent range. That's back up to 47 cents, by the way. That's almost up 100%. In less than a month, what hasn't moved that you like? In the copper space specifically, um, what was I looking at a chart of today? I think Regulus hasn't moved yet. They have mm -hmm. some, and you can speak more to this, uh, issues with the, the drilling there. I, don't, I haven't really seen an update, but that stock hasn't moved yet. And it's, I love saying a sister star company, Aldebaran, right? Aldebaran. Um, and then we continue <laughs> to talk about Chicana, which um, is uh, just closed the first chunk of, uh, of uh, private placement with uh, Goldfields, who was content to participate at 50 cents with no warrant. And, and you can participate right there at 50 cents. I'm not sure where it closed today, but it was um, at that level at least yesterday. And so you can buy it right around there with, um, more drill results coming and uh, plenty of capital to keep drilling those breaches, which um, and one of the there's a lot of words and jargon in 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 junior mining. Right. And I'm not a geologist and you're not a geologist and I'm not I'm just not a geologist. And so anyway, I can barely sometimes say it, geologist. There's things that, <laughs> that stick out in like keywords when I hear it's like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Like, that's a good one. And like pay attention, right? Like my ears perk up more. And so I started to hear about structural controls in uh, from Mr. David Kelly recently. And when you start to find the structural controls of a project, you can um, start to hit with more success uh, and expand resources uh, quickly and understand 
the resource better. And with the amount of capital that they have, I would expect them to uh, turn that thing into Swiss cheese is what they say. Right, Gerardo? Absolutely. I think uh, both those names were actually names that I was going to mention. Regulus, to answer your question, had to pause its drilling as... This is my take, by the way, not the company's take. I believe they were approached by a group not too dissimilar to what happened to Almaden, which is a trade that I may put back on soon as I see that the bots and the algorithms and the hedge funds have decided that's a great way to play a quick 20, 30% move in silver higher and then a quick 20, 30% move lower. Um, I like the swing of it and I may put that on here soon. So for those of you that subscribe to Junior Resource Trader, we successfully traded out of that last year making a 60% profit and then got my ass handed to me and lost 11% on the back of the permit denial, the initial one. But, you know, they're going to move forward with exploration, still a great project, still a great team. And it's not uncommon in Mexico for the MIA, which is, you know, the formal application for its mining permit to be denied once, twice, or a third time even, and then, and then approved. So um, I say all that to say that with Regulus, I believe they were approached by a group that, um, Thought it'd be easy to get a payday, and 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 I think when they refused to do it that way, um, they did the right thing. I think the company did the right thing. They 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 disclosed the fact that they were going to stop drilling. They put everything on hold, and I think they showed the local community that you are benefiting from the employment and economic opportunities that Regulus is providing. You know, this is an area, by the way, that has several operating mines near it. And so, you know, it's interesting that that Regulus was the company that was that was that was targeted, in my opinion. But I suspect they are close to resolving that. And I suspect that the drills will start turning again soon. You know, I love buying when no one's looking. Regulus is an absolute steal at these prices. And I would be very surprised if it makes it out of 2021 without being bought out by one of its neighbors, which, by the way, needs the copper that Regulus has tons of literally right um so yeah i think regulus is an excellent way to play the copper space a stock that has not moved a stock that has a 52 week high of a dollar 74 canadian and currently trades at a dollar six canadian so that's a name for you shooting ducks shooting ducks when no one's looking including the ducks nick i know about shooting ducks gerardo duck season's over sad to see it go it's officially over January 31st, gone. How'd you do? We did good. Uh, 30, 30, I have a spreadsheet. 36 ducks and 14 geese. You have a spreadsheet for your duck kills and your geese kills? You know it. Told y'all he was the smart one, folks. <laughs> Just we, about persistence, not, not as much as smarts. Persistence will get you a long way. Mr. Hodge, are we going to talk pot stocks? You're the resident pot stock um, expert here. I, I I I don't dabble in the stocks themselves, but um, I'd love for you to speak on 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 whether you think this uh, you know surge and then pull back. Where, 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 what's your take on it? What do you feel about the sector right now? Has it gotten? Let me go be the cheesy CNBC people. Have the stocks gotten too high too soon? <laughs> Is Elon Musk on his deathbed? 
<laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think the trend went away for two years and is only now starting to uh, come back. If you pull a chart out to uh, when they were going crazy and heading into Canadian legalization, right, in like 2017, then, um, you know, they still got a, a ways to go, right? And you just got to look at a chart to, to tell you that. Um, I'll go back to Mr. Dines, right? Don't think. Look. Um and that's sort of some of the, the other things that we were talking about earlier in this podcast, right? Like it just is what it is. Um, hot stocks are going up. And so until they're not, I mean, that's just sort of the market we're in, right? Um, uh, Tilray was absolutely uh, on a tear this week and, and then pulled back. And I think you get a resumption of the of the trend. I think that um, we're starting to talk more and more about legalization here in the United States. They're getting more serious about it. Uh, happening under the under the Biden administration, which and I got to toot my own horn. I said was going to happen on the I said this years and years ago. The article has since been deleted for reasons we don't have to talk about. But um, <laughs> it's in my email somewhere about how uh, weed would be again. legal. Weed would be legalized on the same trajectory <laughs> as uh, gay marriage was legalized federally. Right, so it took. Uh, I forget the exact number of years. It was like six or seven years from the time the first state, uh, which was, I think, Massachusetts for same-sex marriage legalized to when it was passed federally, right? Or maybe not passed, but uh, a Supreme Court case decided, right? Um, and I think it'll be that sort of same six, seven-year trajectory for uh, cannabis legalization from when the first, the earliest states legalized to when it becomes uh, legal federally, which is here in like the next two to three-year window. And so um, the time is now for that. And... Um, I think I mentioned last week that it's a different class of players now, right? Um, um, it's not the Afrias and the, and the Canopy Gross that are that are going to be the companies that are revalued. It's it's other companies that have uh, rolled up licenses in uh, multiple states. And look, I think there's still a, a lot of room to to move up on the. Uh, the stock side of things, valuations aside, because honestly, Gerardo, what the fuck is a valuation right now? I mean, look at the valuation of these uh, SPACs and the amount of revenue that they've uh, brought in relative to the market caps that they're trading at. And so, um, yeah, I think the pot stock trade is on. Everything is awesome. Everything is yeah, not to say so. Not to say that there won't be pullbacks, right? But you can, you should be buying uh, all the pullbacks at least, at least for now. Pullback game can be strong. That's it. Let's get in it. <laughs> what do you got planned for your weekend, Mr. Hodge? By the time everyone listens to this, it would have been Valentine's weekend. It'll be likely a Monday, which is a holiday both here in the U.S. and uh, for our neighbors up north. And so what do you, any, any, any big plans? I already got the chocolate covered strawberries. I got flowers coming this weekend. Uh, we went out to dinner last weekend, so we won't be doing that. And uh, I'm actually going to watch uh, the kids so my wife can go out to brunch with her girlfriends tomorrow. And then uh, Sunday, uh, I think we're going to chop some wood, Gerardo. We had the windstorm a couple of weeks ago that we talked about. And so we're slowly taking care of all the fallen trees that, that, that went down. Um, very well done, uh, good work. You and I are both lucky enough to, to uh, you know, share space with with incredible women. And, you know, you have your, your your daughters and your young son and your wife. I have my wife, her and I have been together for going on 20 years now and our boys. So, no, look, to, to, to all the ladies out there and the gentlemen and the gentlemen that, 
that, you know, hopefully had a great Valentine's weekend. If you're lucky enough to share space with cool people, uh, treat them right and um, keep it that way. I, I, I like the flowers. I like the chopping wood. Um, gotta do the chocolate covered strawberries. Can't go wrong with those. Gotta do it. Gotta Love do it. it. And in true uh, COVID and small business fashion, I got them from this girl on Instagram that like this local Spokane influencer was uh, posting about. And like I pulled up outside of her apartment and like sent her an Instagram message. I felt like it was a drug deal. And she like ran out my chocolate <laughs> box of chocolate strawberries. <laughs> and they were beautiful, bitch. She had a nice box, a nice little swirly design on them. I mean, uh, they were good. Did you look both ways when you when you like grab the box of chocolates? I did. I put them under my seat. <laughs> I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 104 of Bizarro World. This might be the weekend where Elon Musk is ruined, everyone. Be careful out there. See ya.